Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Monday morning, 8.30 a.m. Bible study here online on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page and the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Be, share, be sure and share those uh, places uh, with others that you know that they can come and join us in this Bible study. It's a great uh, Bible study as we look into the book of Hebrews. And I tell you what, when you begin to look through Calvary, into each Bible verse, the Holy Spirit, you'll know then you're being led by the Holy Spirit because He will be imparting the truth into your heart and guiding you into all truth. And I'm telling you, what a, what a great blessing, honor, and responsibility that we have as God's people, especially here in the closing moments of this what Jesus calls the times of the Gentiles. The door is about to close. Some 20-something years ago, God uh, brought the message of the cross, the, the power of the finished work of Christ. He is, it's, it's coming back into the church. Praise God for that. Uh, uh, the only avenue through which one can be saved if they're lost, the only avenue by faith which one can live for God, the only avenue through which one can experience victory over sin and the only avenue through which we look to see the meaning of God's word, the purpose of God's word. I'm telling you when the Lord gave the apostle Paul the revelation of what really happened at Calvary and he is the one that received the revelation, not any of the other apostles. It doesn't exalt Paul above any of the others, but the Lord chose Paul for his own purposes. Uh, to, to be able to give us what really happened at Calvary in the death of Jesus, that which crushed the head of the devil, that which triumphed over all principalities and powers, making an open show of them, triumphing over them in his cross. Paul was given that revelation, how we're justified by faith in Christ alone, how we're sanctified by faith in Christ alone. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. When God is able to bring you back through a broken state and, a, and, and, and just a heart that's broken and, and desperate for a move of God to, uh, according to the Word of God so that we can uh, glorify God, uh, then he, when He brings you back to Calvary, that's where He'll bring He won't bring you anywhere else. When he brings you back to Calvary, you need to wake up every day praising God that even through many toils and snares, hardships and false things we believed and all kinds of fleshly avenues we travel down, when he found us broken and realizing none of it's working, he brought us back and introduced to us once again the only thing that he's ever offered humanity, the lost or the saved, to look upon and to believe upon and to depend upon. And that's His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and what He did at Calvary. And when that's where your faith is, that place of believing unto righteousness, then all of God's words that are in righteousness, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 8, will begin to light the path He has for you. 
that path of righteousness. What a wonderful time in which God has placed us to live. What a great responsibility we have for we've been given much more than generations who's gone before us. We've been given, let me say that again, we've been given so much more than generations who's gone before us. Even some of the wonderful old Bible scholars who's gone before us but as wonderful as they were and as many people as were saved in their ministries, you're hard-pressed to find any one of them showing you how to live for God without trying to tell you all that you have to do. You're hard-pressed to find any of them just telling you simply to keep trusting in the cross of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit will carry out the works in your life. You're hard-pressed to find even any of the old Bible scholars that have commentaries they've written, many and, and, and good, concerning that justification. But when it comes to sanctification, how we daily live for God in victory, how we stop making excuses for sin and the sin nature and acts of sin, and how, oh my goodness, when we start learning how to live for God. And everybody doesn't get to pick uh, some, some way and God honors it. God has one way, and we're going to see it in the lesson today, one way to be justified and that one and only same way to be sanctified. I want you to understand something today. The Lord's showing me this. Before God created the earth and put man in the garden, he, he already knew everything that would ever take place. He knows everything. Before the foundation of the world, the lamb was slain. Now we need to think more about that. We, we really need to talk more about that at some point. But let me just give you an overall statement of what that actually means. Just an overall blanket statement, and I'll let you run with it. But before God set things in motion because he knew what motion we would take it and run with it in the wrong direction. He'd already set that in place that would be the answer for our deliverance, our salvation, our every ounce of grace, what He would need to do in our lives that we would ever need in the slain Lamb. And hear me this morning. God, in all His dealings with Really, biblically speaking, it's all his judgments among men, no matter what they are. No matter what God's judgments are, all his judgments are carried out in righteousness. That's it. His judgments are in righteousness. Read Revelation 19, make a note of that. You'll find it to be true. All God's judgments are in righteousness because all his words are his judgments and all his words are in righteousness. But... Everything that God would ever do among men, He, hear me this morning, He looks through that which He had already taken care of before the foundation of the world. God only looks through and speaks through that which He carried out before the foundation of the world at the cross in His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And you and I, I hope we're learning that. For all God's words to be in righteousness means they're all pertaining to Christ and what He would carry out, that work of righteousness at Calvary, that justifying and sanctifying work 
that he carried out in a humble, obedient act of death on the cross. Let me say it again. This is a powerful statement. God only looks through the blood. He, he speaks only through the blood. If you're going to hear God properly, you're going to have to hear God with your faith in the blood. Saying my faith is in the blood while I'm trusting in some... God sees the reality of that. And it won't work. You have to become, I have to become dependent upon, in my heart, dependent upon what Christ did for me in His death. Dealing with all the enemies, principalities, and powers. Dealing with me, the old man, the sin nature, uh, the, 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 the shame, the, the fear, the, the guilt. All that was taken care of at Calvary. Not at Calvary and now I have to. No, no. At Calvary alone. I believe the Apostle Paul when he said, I've determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. He was moved by the Spirit of God, who is God, that made that statement. He reached the place where he finally was beginning to understand God predetermined. God predetermined. God was determined to know nothing other among men except His Son and what He in His Son would carry out at Calvary. Think about that. If you study even the days that God created the world, the earth rather, the six days of creation, if you study that, you'll see redemption even in all of that because God looks through what he would do in his son at Calvary in all his dealings with men. And if you think about it, at the great white throne judgment, it'll be because what they didn't believe in. At the judgment seat of Christ, it'll be about what we had with Christ in this great salvation and what we did with it. What we did with this great gift of God giving His Son on our behalf. Think about all God's judgments. God's Word is called God's judgments. And they're all in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. You can't get around that, my friend. You need to be listening to those who are preaching this. Perfect peace belongs to those whose mind is stayed on God. Well, that don't just mean anything. He made our peace by the blood of His cross, Colossians 1.20. For my mind to be stayed on the Lord, no, I'm not sitting around imagining a bloody corpse, but I am depending on the humble, obedient act unto death that Jesus provided for me by grace through faith so that I can walk by that grace through faith. I can live by that grace and that faith. Hallelujah. That measured out faith that He's given us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's enough said right there. We can go to the house now, but we've got some more to talk about today. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11 today, and maybe 12, but for sure we're going to talk about verse 11. This is a powerful letter 
the letter of Hebrews, so powerful and uh, uh, just overall it speaks of the supremacy of Christ, the, the greater place of Christ than angels, than Moses, than anything that's ever gone before him, the, the Melchizedekian priesthood that, that oh, we'll get into at some point unless the Lord comes before we get there and I hope he comes today and I'm looking for him today. But the supremacy of Christ, the priesthood he, he now reigns over as the great high priest is so f much farther that it's really unspeakable farther than that of the Levitical priesthood. The entirety of the book of Hebrews is about the supremacy of Jesus Christ and what we have in him now as the great high priest over the priesthood of believers that you and I are as Christians. Hallelujah. But verse 11, he's going to talk a little bit here about sanctification, the way of sanctification. And I want to share it with you today here. And I just believe the Lord is going to impart something in our hearts today, that, that part of His truth that's going to pierce through the, the hazy places, the maybe a little confusion, maybe I just didn't quite understand that, and He's going to bring His light right into our hearts today and give us that which we need to brighten the way, even more so for us as we approach the close out of this age and, 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 and finding our way home in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible does promise in Proverbs 4.18 that the path of the just will shine more until that perfect day. That's for those who are on the path. Hallelujah. If you're on the right path, then it's shining more to you. If that path is not shining more to you, you you're on something else. Well, you're not on the path of the just. Because, listen, I, and, I, and I'm learning something as I study the book of Hebrews. We're either striving for the faith of the gospel or we're becoming negligent with the gospel. We're letting it slip. And, oh, there ain't no in-between place. We're either striving for the faith of the gospel or it's slipping away. We're letting it pass by and we know when we are and we start trying to use scripture to make excuses for our, listen, uh-uh. We're either striving for the faith of the gospel each day or we're letting it slip and we just need to wake up to the reality of which direction we're going. Amen. He, the Bible says here in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11, for both he, the Lord, that sanctifies and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause, and you do good just to say, for which cause, he is not ashamed to call them brothers, to call them family. Now, that's a powerful statement that the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for us at Calvary, for that is the cause. The cause is righteousness. The psalmist wrote in, I believe it's Psalm 35, 27, let them shout for joy that favor my righteous cause. You know that your shout is biblical if your cause is that which is God's cause and His cause is the cause of righteousness. Hallelujah. That which His Son has become to us. That which His Son worked for us at Calvary. That which His Son by His Spirit can produce in our hearts and, and even fulfill the righteousness of the law within our hearts if we learn how to walk after the Spirit, Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But watch this now. He that sanctifies, meaning he who sets his people apart 
And they who are his people, they who are set apart, are all of one. They're of one. Now I want to, and I want to bring a scripture to you this morning. First of all, from the, from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 3 and 6, because he says here, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The bond is something that joins. It's, it, 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 it bonds and it cannot be broken. It's the bond of peace. He made that with the blood of our cross. Now watch verse 4, Ephesians 4 and 4. There is one body. Remember, we're, we're reading this because here in Hebrews 2 and 10, he says we're all of one or Hebrews 2 and 11, we're all of one. So watch this. There is one body, one body of Christ. There's not two or three. There's one Spirit of God. Even, he says, uh, there's one body, one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Did you get that? He that sanctifies and they who are sanctified are all of one. We're all of the Father. We're all in the Father's family. For which cause? This, this, this cause is this all of one. He's talking about sanctified here. Now, now Write this down. You're going to need to understand this is another one of those paramount scriptures when God's able to, when He's trying to get you back to the cross, and, and, and many say they are, but they don't, they don't really know what we're talking about. They say they've always believed in the cross. And, and they, if they're Christians, they did, and they've always believed that that's what saved them. But, but we prove as we go along the way uh, that big piece of stupid we did on Friday, we're trying to make up for it on Monday, and we can't cover that. The blood of Jesus covers that. Uh, and we, we prove by being involved in these programs that make us look like we can do this and, 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 and be sanctified. And under the old covenant, when God called for sanctification, it was the pots, the pans, the clothes, and all those things were sanctified. Under the new covenant, it's the heart of man. We sanctify the Lord in our hearts. Sanctification is a work of the Holy Spirit within our hearts under the new covenant. Sanctification could not even be carried out under the old covenant in the heart of God's people because they did not have the permanent indwelling presence of God, the Holy Spirit. And you have to have His ever-present to be able to be being changed, sanctified, and conformed into His image. That is sanctification. You were, in your initial salvation experience, set apart, sanctified, for the purpose of showing forth the praises of your God, for carrying out the will of your God. And sanctification is really... Not just you were set apart, but you were set apart to live set apart. Titus chapter 2 teaches us that grace, if we are living by grace, learning of the grace of Christ, growing in the grace of Christ, Titus chapter 2 tells us that grace 
teaches us to abstain from the worldly mess that surrounds us, so closely surrounds us. Are, are you hearing me today? Sanctification is not, not just that you were set apart, but it's that you were set apart so you could live set apart to bring the character of Christ, to bear forth the fruits of who you are in Him and who He is in you, to live the saved life. And it's more than a church service and getting together with the people of God on Sunday, Wednesday, whenever you gather. It's to carry that expression to everywhere we go, to carry that aroma of the knowledge of Christ that God says is a sweet-smelling aroma to Him, is the knowledge of Christ that's the sweet-smelling aroma. Not our good actions and good deeds and good, upright, morally uh, citizens that we claim to be. And praise God for all of that. I'm not knocking any of that. But for it to be the fruit of Christ, it's got to have the object of its faith in Christ and Him crucified. That's the only object the Holy Spirit under the new covenant works by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And yes, you're in Christ Jesus if you're saved, but that doesn't automatically mean that you are walking in Christ Jesus. We have to learn that just as newborn babes have to learn to walk. Christians have to learn to walk. And you have to learn to walk before you can run the race that God has set before you. And I hope you understand that. If we don't understand what walking means, walking after the Spirit, we'll never be able to run the race and we'll be just be standing still, beating the air while moving in the wrong direction. So watch this. Both he that sanctifies the Lord, and we're going to see how he sanctified us because that is the for which cause. And they who are sanctified are all of one. Now watch this. Watch this now. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10, by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once, not, not once and for all, but once for all. Once for all. He won't do it again because his sacrifice was a perfect humility, a perfect obedience, a perfect lamb sacrificed. So perfect that it allowed him to atone for all sin. And that allowed him to be raised up by the glory of the Father. And that allowed him to become the door into the kingdom for all who would believe upon him. Look, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Now watch this now. Hebrews 10 and 29. Of how much worse punishment suppose you shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. There is where you always hear me talking about grace is not just something floating around. The grace of God is God at work. The grace of God is the Spirit of God allowed to work in our
baptized. That's why when Paul told the church in Galatia, I marvel that you have so soon removed yourself from him who's called you into this grace. That's the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit is the Spirit of grace. And he only works in the truth. And he only works in the new law of the new covenant, which is the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So we looked at these scriptures here further in Hebrews today because I wanted us to see that we're sanctified through the blood of Jesus. Now I wonder if I could go back to, uh, to John chapter 17 where Jesus is praying and he's praying and he says in verse 19 of John 17, and for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Now this is powerful and this is paramount. This is for your equipping Saints of God, this is for your equipping. This is for your preparation for the work of the ministry today, tomorrow. This is for your preparation. This is for your arming to have these things. Watch this. Jesus sanctified himself that we also might be sanctified through the truth. And we just saw in Hebrews chapter 10 in two places where we're sanctified through the offering of His body. We're sanctified through the blood that He shed for us. That's the sanctifying, setting apart place and that is the sanctifying living experience in Christ. There is no other. It's not faith in the blood that set me apart and now I've got to find some program activity, some event, something, something of men to, to give me the power of God to live this set apart life. No, I've got to have my faith in the only object God has ever looked at among men, ever dealt with men through among men, that all his judgments are based on what, what men's judgment become based on his judgment that he laid before the foundation of the world. He sanctified himself when he went to the cross. He calls that through the truth. This is, this is confirmation of Jesus teaching in John 8, telling his disciples there and even those Jews who believed upon him who he would later in that same 8th chapter of John tell them their daddy was the devil. But he says, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. And it's because in the word of God, we find more than a miracle worker. We find more than the one who could call people out of graves. We find more than one who could feed thousands with a couple of handfuls of fish and bread. What we find is in the Word of God, if we continue in His Word, we'll find the one who humbly and obediently laid his life down and, and died to forgive us and to deliver us, to set us apart as a people of God so that we could live separated from this world as a people of God. Hallelujah. Though we be in it, we're not of it, but that statement ain't doing nothing for you unless you keep your faith in that which sanctified. 1 Corinthians 1.30, let me repeat that verse again to you, and I'm not going to quote the whole thing, but one of the four things mentioned in that scripture that Jesus was made unto us is sanctification. Again, he sanctified himself 
He's praying this prayer. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. And Hebrews 10, 29 is that that tells us that he, was, he, he sanctified himself by the spirit of grace, that eternal spirit, by offering the blood of the covenant which he said the new covenant is in his blood, Luke 22 and 20. I'm telling you, folks, this, this is powerful. This is very powerful that sanctification is only of faith in the cross, not because you got saved and your faith was in the cross, but is that what you're trusting in now? Is that preachers what you're preaching uh, saints of God, is that what you're sitting under every week? The message of the cross is not something that we just talk about every once in a while and be leery, very leery of those who say negative things about men who have been raised up as preachers of righteousness who constantly, as the Apostle Paul, look through the blood into all the words written in your Bible. Be leery of those people who say you don't have to say cross all the time. You don't have to point to the cross all the time that the, that the word of God is really not all about Christ and him crucified sometimes it's about prayer let me tell you something that statement right there proves folks don't have a clue what we're talking about and I'm not belittling anybody but after years of hearing ministers preach and teach the word of God in this righteous avenue and for men to continually say well I just don't get it I don't get it it's because they don't want it you listen for there to be a gain of Christ, there has to be a loss of something that's preventing your gain of Christ. And the only avenue of gaining Christ is to be found being made conformable unto his death. That's the object in this life. That's the object of faith in this life is his death. And that's what we look unto. That's what we're trusting in because that's the door in and that's the door from which God gives us all things. Hallelujah. Let's, let's talk some more about this Thursday morning right here at 8.30 a.m. I pray that you'd begin to get your Bibles as we join up and, and, and we link arms in, in the publishing of God's Word. P share these broadcasts on social media. Don't be ashamed of the gospel and don't uh, not share it just because I'm not in you're this or you're that and it's not about me or you it's about what we're offering hallelujah and it's the way of salvation the way of daily sanctification which is the experience and the expression of our Christ who is our great rock of salvation hallelujah to the Lamb of God glory to God thank you Jesus hallelujah listen it's a great and beautiful day today share these messages don't just hit the like button. Don't just say good message. Share the, hit the share button. Let's move away from being ashamed of the gospel. Let's move away from just because he's not in my this or my that. And listen, let's move out of all that. Let's stay together in the bond of peace that Jesus made in the blood of his cross. Hallelujah. Pray for us. We're praying for you. Believe in God with you. And you can support this ministry financially. Hope you are prayerfully also. But you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. And remember, you're helping the gospel go forward. There's not a need. We're not hurting for finances. But the, 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 the giver is more blessed 
than the receiver. That's what Jesus taught. So be a part of, of a ministry that's about nothing but preaching the context of God's Word, of the living Word, and what He carried out for us at Calvary. We love you. See you soon. But until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.